Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Have you ever wondered what those letters RSO mean when you see them in like documents and material from Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod? Synod Alphabet Soup. Yes. It's part of that. I'm a DCE in the LCMS. I work at KFUO. And today we're going to talk about RSOs. Yes, exactly. Was that enough? It's beautiful. (laughs) Joining us in studio today, Deaconess Dorothy Kranz, Director for LCMS Recognized Service Organizations, also known as RSOs. Deaconess Kranz, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Always a joy to be here. Always love stopping by the the little RSO cubicles uh, <laughs> here on the, the fourth floor at the International Center with the, the Deaconesses, Deaconess Kranz and Deaconess Patton right down the hall from us and learning more. They always have something nice to share about the RSOs. What well, What is an RSO recognized service organization? Where did uh, where did this all begin? Well, I, you know, we can look back already to biblical times in Matthew where it talks about, you know, RSOs? I was hungry. <laughs> exactly. I think it was in there somewhere, if I remember right. <laughs> but, you know, we look at that mercy work, which many of our organizations, our RSOs, provide. So we look at Matthew where we're, t- we're told about, you know, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. In 1 Corinthians, we talk about being the body of Christ. If someone suffers, we all suffer. If someone is honored, we all rejoice together. Uh, Martin Luther spoke of the community chest to help people who were in need. And then we also, uh, CFW Walther, the first LCMS president, talked about taking the congregation is to take care of those in need, to provide for the widows, the poor, the orphans, the aged, to take care of them. So that's what our RSOs do in this day and age in (laughs) 2021. They take care of those in our congregations and those in our communities who are suffering, who are lost, who need that love, that compassion of Christ, uh, being shown his mercy, his love, his forgiveness, and his eternal salvation that's offered through the forgiveness of our sins. How many RSOs do we have right So now? we have 194 wow. RSOs. And where are yeah. those where are those located? Can you give us some a few examples of, yeah. of some of these RSOs? I'm, I'm sure many people have heard oh, of yeah. these. We, Alaska, uh, New York, Missouri, Nebraska, Indiana, Wisconsin, Texas. <laughs> Almost not every state, but we have them in Pretty much every one of our states. What are some yeah. of these organizations like? What do what do they do? So they provide counseling. Many of these are aging facilities, mm-hmm. uh, youth services, homeless, uh, working with new Americans with immigrants. We have our specialized ministry programs that serve people uh, with disabilities, with sight or hearing Mm -hmm. impairments uh, across the whole spectrum. You could pick any type of need and I have I know we would have an RSO that could provide that. (laughs) We also have some that provide different educational programs and Mm. give scholarships and grants to many of our Lutheran schools 
and we also have mission organizations. So lots of organizations that serve through Mercy Work or, as you've mentioned, counseling, um, serving families, students in, in a variety of ways. How then, what what unites all of us? I, I can imagine organizations wanting to serve their neighbors in so many ways. Um, what is it then that unites us and keeps us from going off the rails in all kinds of different directions? <laughs> <laughs> right. So RSOs agree to foster the mission and the ministry of the LCMS. They agree to walk in alignment with our doctrine and practice and then to work in harmony with our programs and boards. And they do do that by communicating with us, keeping in communication, working with our district offices, our district presidents, and then connecting with the local congregations that are in their area. Has there been a time in history when uh, there wasn't as much harmony as we may have today with uh, between these organizations and the church body? Well, it's interesting. You know, when the Missouri Synod was founded, we had many, you would say local, maybe regional, areas that would start their own home for orphans mm-hmm. or for the aged, for the homeless. And it was at one of our early conventions, actually it was in, I think, around 1899 at the Senate Convention in Chicago, where there was a recommendation put forth to have a Department of Charities, because (laughs) all of a sudden they realized we've got these organizations out east or west or wherever they were, and they realized that there needed to be more communication with them and with Senate at large to be part of that body of Christ altogether. So way back, you know, way back from about 1900, a little before, we realized that there needed to be something that could bring these organizations together and share share their strengths, their challenges, their opportunities, and support them in ministry. Do you have any RSO trivia for us today? Ooh, RSO <laughs> trivia. You know, we have quite a few that of our organizations that still are in operation today that began in like the mid-1800s. Whoa. So, can you name one? <laughs> See, that's what... <laughs> oh, man. So, some... is, it, is it one in St. Louis? Yes. I... Okay, you got <laughs> that, it. That narrows it down. No. <laughs> there are quite a few here in St. Louis, are aren't there? There are a lot in St. Louis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to guess, let's see, maybe one, like you mentioned, orphanages. Right. Um... So maybe something like Lutheran Family and Children's Services? Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So there, at one time, we had what was called, it was like an orphan, actually it was sort of the orphanage and the aging facility up in De Pere, huh. Missouri. And, you know, even though it was considered to be an orphanage, they also took care of aging hmm. and people who were homeless. So it was kind of like a big home of anyone with needs yeah so how does an organization become an rso i'm, I'm assuming you can't just like you know send a facebook message right. and say hey can i be an rso and you know <laughs> right. get a thumbs up like how does, how does this process work so this is a program it is an application process and they do have to send in all of the documentation showing that they are a nonprofit that they're recognized by the state, by the federal government with their 501c3 status. 
they have to send in a list if they have rostered workers. Mm-hmm. They have to talk about what their relationships are, their partnerships uh, at the local level. How do they connect with the district or with our Lutheran schools, with congregations, sending in their brochures, uh, everything that really encompasses their organization. All of that material is then reviewed by us. And we do have a few requirements for board, LCMS board membership. And we do have what we call a non-endorsement language they have to have in their bylaws. Hmm. And then we typically will do an on-site visit and meet, tour their facilities, their locations, their site locations, and meet with their CEO and their board members to talk about the RSO relationship, what that means, what that looks like, and how we walk together in ministry. And then that is has to be renewed every five years. Hmm. Which keeps you and Deaconess Patton very busy, I'm it sure. Does, yeah. <laughs> it gives us something to do. <laughs> Lots of traveling and uh, meetings, I'm sure, staying busy with 190 RSOs yeah. and renewing every five years. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's... That's a lot of work. Yeah. Right. A little bit. <laughs> quite busy. Oh, wow. What are the, the benefits to an organization uh, being an, uh, an RSO? Yeah, so... I'll talk about not all, but some of the benefits. They then have the ability to use Synod's logo, Hmm. which identifies them having that relationship with the LCMS. They can apply for Lutheran Church Extension Fund loans, but and that's according to their policies. Also with Concordia Plan Services and their policies, they can apply for LWML grants at their district and national level. They can also apply for our domestic discretionary grant program. We try to feature them in our publications, uh, different avenues. We have an RSO newsletter where we promote their services, their programs. So those are, there are a few more. Uh, They have the ability to call a rostered worker working in coordination with the district president and the district office. So there are there are benefits to being and holding RSO status. So all that work that goes into becoming a recognized service organization certainly can have its its right. benefits as well. And then that that also tells us when we see an organization that's a recognized service organization that tells us what they're what's important to them right. as an, as a service organization. Right. Where can we find? Um, who the RSOs are? Where can we? Is, is there like some mysterious list of RSOs? That... <laughs> there is <laughs> very mysterious. <laughs> so we do have a RSO directory posted on the RSO webpage on the LCMS website, and we list them according to state. All of the contact information. It has their website. Uh, noted on there and then there's also a brief description of what what their main services are that they provide 
Very good. Very good. And I totally forgot to mention that the whole thing that prompted this was your great article oh. <laughs> in The Lutheran Witness, Extending the Mission, the Recognized Service Organizations of the LCMS. Um, it, you can find that in the June-July issue of The Lutheran Witness. That's what prompted all of this conversation as well. I just had so many questions to ask, but forgot to mention that it was a great article. Uh, check it out in the June-July issue of The Lutheran Witness. Our guest today, Deaconess Dorothy Kranz, Director for LCMS Recognized Service Organizations. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Our RSOs are a great blessing to our church as they show the mercy and the compassion of Christ. I wholeheartedly agree. Yes. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.